And now the people that work at this donut shop feel that they hear her wails when they're making donuts in the morning. What is it saying? It's saying, Frost me! (laughs) (laughs) What? This is Mike. And this is Steve. And we don't know what we're doing. This week, we're going to talk about urban legends in places that we've lived. Yep. Continuing our Halloween theme. Yes. Um, Because Halloween is right around the corner. Yep. So I'm going to be talking about uh, Houston, LA, and San Jose. Cool. And what are you going to talk about? I'll be talking a little bit about Vallejo. Uh, which is a town where I grew up here in the Bay, mm-hmm. uh, Napa, and then a little story about um, uh, Monterey, where I went to college. Ooh, yeah, you told me that place is kind of creepy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so our theme today is kind of like, these aren't necessarily personal stories, um, but they're kind of like the big urban legends that we heard about in these cities yeah, where we lived. Kind of tied to us where we either went there or right. we... Um, live near it right. or uh, have experienced it. Yep. Or just heard these nonsense stories for a long time. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you kick us off? Tell All us. Right. What, tell us your first one. So I'm going to be talking about the spaghetti warehouse. Okay. Doesn't it sound spooky? Yeah. What city is this one in? This one's in Houston. Okay. Uh, so spaghetti factory. Yeah. It sounds super spooky. <laughs> I know spaghetti makes me scared. I mean, it could be Olive Garden when it's used with ragu. <laughs> uh. But I'm from Houston, and as you know, um, we used to go there when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom used to love taking us there. Yeah. It would be a special occasion thing. What kind of place is it? Is it's it like very uh, like Buco de Beppo? Okay, um, so like big, Olive Garden. So like big portion cheap pasta. Yeah, not like Michelin star restaurant. No, got it. I think my favorite thing I think uh, was the chicken parmesan. Okay, you well, know, fried things. fried everything covered yeah. in sauce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know me. Uh, so yeah, so the Spaghetti Warehouse is a restaurant that's in downtown Houston. Okay. Uh, apparently, it's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in America. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember that, but uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was built around the twentieth. The building it's in was built around the twentieth century, and it became the Spaghetti Warehouse in nineteen seventy four. Okay. Uh, I didn't go there because I wasn't born yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so according to the reports which were from a manager that was been there, that's been there for 15 years. Okay. Uh, Sandra McMasters, I believe. Uh-huh. Mm. All right. Uh, she said that previously uh, the warehouse used to be a pharmacy building place and uh, one of the pharmacists had fallen down an elevator shaft to their death. A pharmacy with an elevator. Yeah. Okay. This is this is the questionable story. It was point you know, the twentieth century. Make it happen. Twentieth century was Shh. not that long ago. Shh. All right. Go ahead. Anyways, so the guy that died was married. Yeah. And uh, his wife was super distraught over you know losing her husband in an elevator shaft in a pharmacy. Yes. That would be weird. Yeah. That I, I, I would be super distraught too. Okay. Uh, and apparently, a year later. She died exactly a year later. And just natural causes died or what? A broken heart, duh. Oh, sorry. (laughs) So it's said that she uh, roams the halls and, uh, well, 
So there are a few things. There okay. are a few stories. Uh, one of the stories is that she is the one that roams the halls yeah. uh, weeping for her dead husband. Okay. Uh, I also read something about you hear like her heartbeat. You can hear the noise of her heartbeat mm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stories uh, were talking about the second floor and how the second floor has a lot of the paranormal activity. Oh, okay. Uh, and apparently the second floor is only used for parties, so it's not used all the time. Mm. Uh, some of the other stories were that uh, a waitress that worked the second floor, uh, her shoelaces we get untied <laughs> a lot when she worked the second floor specifically. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, another <laughs> this story. This doesn't sound very scary yet. Another story was that uh, the husband and the wife uh-huh. haunt the building. Okay. Uh, people hear hear things. They see things floating. Uh-huh. Uh, allegedly, there are uh, orbs that end up in photos. All right. This is starting to get creepy now. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that uh, there's also noises of children playing down the hall, hmm. but there are no children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though it's Spaghetti Warehouse. Yeah. There's always children. Yeah. Uh, I maybe it's after dark when oh, nobody's okay. there and gotcha. you hear random children. That would be super creepy. Yeah. Uh, the sad thing about this, not the 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 ghost, but about he, the spaghetti warehouse yeah. is that it got um, kind of damaged in the flood that just happened. Oh wow! From yeah. Harvey, mm-hmm. uh, they haven't reopened yet. They're vowing to reopen, but uh, it's not clear if they're going to reopen back at the same building or oh, if wow. they're going to open somewhere else. So this legend. May or may not uh, stop here. Yeah, and some of the pictures of the like of the damage is super creepy because it's all dark. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Huh. I'll have to put some of those up on the website. So I wonder, like, do you think when there's stories like this where it's attached to, uh, you know, like a big urban legend, and you know, there's so many versions of the story, when you when there's a when it's attached to like a big current business, do you think that hurts or helps business? Well, I think in this case, some of the reports were saying that uh, it was it's all a ploy made by the build business yeah, exactly to build like that clientele because I guess yeah. uh, back when maybe the myth started or the mm. legend started, uh, the business in downtown Houston wasn't doing so great. Mm. So I can see it as being a way to yeah. increase volume of okay. customers, but it's still kind of cool and creepy, and yeah. you know if it is haunted or yeah. not, we don't know. Okay. I mean, if you ask me, downtown Houston in general is kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. They've yeah. got all the, like, uh, Houston has all these tunnels underneath downtown <laughs> and stuff, but they're, like, super low ceiling tunnels. Mm-hmm. Not, like, not like big shopping mall tunnels. Like, yeah. super low ceiling, but they have, it's kind of like a mall. There's, like, businesses and no, stuff. No, there's totally a mall down there. But it's just so small and tiny and, like, there's never anybody down there. Well, yeah, when we went, it was super yeah. creepy. I don't know. And downtown Houston was super sketch. It looked like a... A movie set from like Walking Dead or something because yeah. there's nobody down there. Well, we were the only ones down there, and yeah. it was super creepy. Just weird for like such a big city. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, cool. So um, yeah, that's my uh, my uh, Houston haunting story. Nice urban legend. Okay, cool. So let's talk about yours. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'll kind of start off with the one from from my hometown, which was Vallejo. Ooh, that's scary already. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so um. It's scary. So this was something that, uh, it's funny, I didn't really hear about this one until I was like a teenager. Um, you know, like a, a lot of urban legends you hear like in elementary school and, and whatever, mm-hmm. when you're like super susceptible to scary stuff. <laughs> but I didn't really hear about this one until um, I was a teenager. And I'm thinking it's because like that's when you start learning to drive. 
So this story will make more that will make more sense when you hear this. Okay. Ooh, okay, I'm intrigued. So this takes this is first of all scary because it's partially based on true events. This was the first the murder site from the Zodiac killer. Ooh. So um Vallejo, uh, where I grew up, is in the Bay Area. It's kind of in the North Bay. And the Zodiac was this serial killer that was uh, that killed people, murdered people throughout the Bay Area um, in up in the North Bay and in San Francisco uh, in the 60s. And so this was the first murder. Um, and so... <laughs> Uh, the the whole thing was basically you'd go to this site and it was like a gravity hill. So it's the kind of thing where it's like you would put your car in neutral and even though it looked like you were uh, at the bottom of a hill, gravity would like pull your car up. Ooh, like the ghost tracks in San Antonio. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so the so whole creepy. thing was like this was supposed to be um, like the the ghosts of the first victim. And the story is actually really horrible. So this was in um, in 1968- uh, David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. Um, this was her first date ever. So these are high school kids oh, in the worst 60s. Worst date ever. So they were going out and um, and it apparently they went out to a bit of a lover's lane uh, out on Lake Herman Road. Naughty children. <laughs> and Lake Herman Road is this stretch of like uh, just two lane highway that cuts through um, like a marshland kind of area between Vallejo and Benicia. Mm-hmm. And so they went out there and someone came and shot them. Whoa. And there's a lot of like really weird um, things about the, about the m- murder here. Um, like just like weird circumstances, like uh, both of them were found outside the vehicle, which is weird first of all. And, and, um, and the guy David was found on the passenger side, outside the passenger side door. Was it his car? It was his car, Ooh. which is what's weird. So it, it's like people think maybe he was trying to protect her because she was found uh, several feet away from the car. Perhaps she was like running away. However, he was shot behind the ear, which hmm. is super weird. So the whole story is weird. So you know, as you're a teenager, you start learning about these things and it was just becomes creepy. So this is Gravity Hill thing and... Um, and whatever. But the other part is that, uh, like six months after that murder in 1968, so six months after that, uh, that was in like Christmas time of 1968. So, so was the, the killer, the Zodiac? Killer? Yes. Oh, okay. That was his first murder, but it gets creepier because about six months after that, uh, another person's killed only like a mile or a couple miles down the road at Blue Rock Springs park. Hmm. And this was another couple like in a car. Um, and somebody came up and started shooting. And in this case, only one of them died. Um, but that second murder is what kind of spurred the whole Zodiac, uh, spree that terrorized the Bay area. That's like minutes after that, he calls the police station, admits that he killed, uh, the two people of Blue Rock and that he also had killed, uh, the two kids, uh, this like earlier in the or the year before. So, um, so it was, this was like the super creepy thing. And, you know, this was like, so of course you all had to go and drive. Oh, there, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think this is one of those things too, where it was like, you know, your, your parents, uh, like our parents probably learned this less, this legend back in their time because it was, you know, 
more in their era. So it mm-hmm. was probably like, oh, it was news for them. So for us, I think it was like this urban legend kind of continued basically like, hey, don't go making out out there because that's not a good thing to do. Because you're going to die. Yeah. But I just thought this was super creepy because Zodiac was a real thing. Um, I mean, he went on to, they never technically found the guy. There's been a lot of different people um, identified as probably the Zodiac killer, but they mm-hmm. never actually identified him. So could he still be out there today? Yeah, but what's crazy is that like the whole all the different stories that spurned out from this one, he ended up killing two more people on top of that officially that they were officially able to connect him to. Mm-hmm. But it's suspected that there may be up to thirty-seven victims total. Whoa! Yeah, that he killed. That's so crazy. Yeah, and you find out like those things, like oh yeah, these people killed like one or two people. No, totally, they killed like sixty people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. There's a movie about it too. Actually, a pretty good movie that they made in like 2000, I don't know, 9, 10, Something around there. Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. And uh, uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, David Fincher movie. It's pretty good. Huh. Yeah. So that was my first one. Um, this was like the big one in Vallejo growing up. Everybody knew about the Zodiac killer and the, and the ghosts of the kids that would push your car up the Gravity Hill. So Gravity Hill and these other places are... In the area, like yeah, they're all they're all like so. Lake Herman Road basically comes from Benicia and ends up almost at Blue Ring, Blue Rock Springs. So that road is just yeah, that whole stretch is, and even now today, like it is super creepy. And what's so funny is, so my brother used to deliver pizza for Pacifica Pizza Uh in uh, in Benicia when he was in high school, and he would have to drive and deliver pizzas out there. And so you know, us growing up hearing all these stories, I, I can't even imagine. (laughs) <laughs> but he said it was super creepy that he would have to go out there because it's one of those lanes, one of those highways. There's no street light service. There's nothing. Ugh. So it's just pitch black. We should drive there now. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Okay. So anyways, that's my Vallejo story. Huh. Awesome. Yeah. That's good to know. All right. What awesome. else you got? So my next story is about LA. Okay. And the Roosevelt Hotel. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. So the Roosevelt Hotel was, uh, it is a, um, 12-story luxury hotel, four-star, I believe, Yeah, uh, in downtown Hollywood. Mm-hmm. and Across from the god-awful Hollywood and Highland, which we talked about in a yes. previous podcast. Across the street from Hollywood and Highland, but also it was across the street from where I used to live. That's right. My apartments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this place was named uh, Roosevelt because of uh, President Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. It was built in 1927. Okay. And, um, you know, it's... One of those fancier hotels, yeah. kind of old, old Hollywood. Yeah, hotels, it's super also, cool. Yeah, it's also redone for modern times. Yeah, uh, I've been in the rooms and they're super cool. Yeah, and it has a giant pool outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebrities go there a lot. Yeah. they've got like a private bowling alley you can rent out for special occasions. Dang. It's really really cool. Yeah, uh, lots lots of like I don't know uh, Hollywoody things. There. Yeah, and it feels like old Hollywood. Yes. still. like and the outside still looks pretty original they've got some billboards on it and stuff but mm-hmm. it's still like super uh, i don't know if it's art deco or whatever but it's very classic yes uh and it has a giant neon uh red sign saying mm-hmm. roseville hotel yep uh, have you been up there to that part by the no, way it's really cool oh, yeah man. the penthouse i think goes out there uh, no i've never i've only been to parties at like the where the pool area is cool. uh and even then it's like i don't know it felt weird for me to be there because it yeah. felt super it's fancy. very scene yeah, yeah. super sceny super fancy yeah uh luckily i was with some gaming people so it felt you know i felt a little more comfortable there that's cool but yeah uh so anyways uh this place was uh a place where all the famous people back in the day and continu- and currently went to go party right 
um, and such people as Charlie Chaplin, Clark Gable, mm-hmm. uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yep. And uh, what I learned was that apparently Marilyn Monroe lived there for a while. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. She lived there for about two years when her modeling career was taken off. That's a while. Two years. Yeah. It's a long time to that be living a in a hotel. Time. But I mean, when you're fancy, you live it up fancy. I you guess know? so. You gotta, if you got it, then you got it. Mm-hmm. I don't got it. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Marilyn, uh, apparently she is one of the haunts there. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, apparently, people claim to see her in the mirror. Okay, that room. is super creepy. Of room 1200. Oh, in her specific her room. Her specific room. Okay. Apparently, she's still found there. All right. Uh, I read that there was also sightings of a little girl in a blue dress. Okay. Wasn't specific if it was in that room or just in the hotel okay. in general. Yeah. Um, there was also reports of this uh, actor. He was very handsome, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Montgomery Montgomery Clift. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, I didn't really know his name, so I looked up more about him. Yeah. And apparently... Um, he died of a, like a long suicide. Um, a long suicide? Yeah. So I had looked it up to figure out what that was. Okay. And apparently, um, he was a really, he was a famous actor at right. the time. He was doing really, really well. Um, he ended up having a, getting in a car wreck, uh, coming home from Elizabeth Taylor's house one night. Okay. And he wrecked into a tree. So after that, um, he got, I think, skip, uh, disfigured. He had to have some facial surgery. Oh, yeah, this sounds familiar. Uh-huh. Um, he just, I guess, was you know not well after that. Yep. And he's basically like drank and um, popped pills, mm-hmm. and that eventually led to his death. Yeah. So it was called a long suicide. Oh. Yeah. That sucks because it's such a typical Hollywood story. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, and apparently he lived in the hotel for about two months when he was filming. Oh, three months. Okay. When he was filming From Here to Eternity. Oh, okay. So, uh, apparently, uh, another thing with that was I read that, uh, he was very handsome. He didn't really have any love interests. Mm. So the press and all that were kind of pushing him like, oh, who you love with? Like, who's your girlfriend? Oh, Whatever. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm not really into that. Uh, so rumors were that he was he was gay right of course um so yeah i don't know if that was into play but allegedly mm-hmm. you know that was also at play yeah um but yeah he's said to be uh roaming the halls uh i think also uh in his room in uh-huh. 1928 room 1928 okay or i'm sorry room 928 there okay we go. uh he uh, apparently pats guests shoulders that is not okay. Have you ever felt that before? Like, no. you ever feel like there's something there and you look, but there's nothing there? No. Oh, that's so creepy. Okay. It's happened a few times to me. And, ugh, All right. Gives me chills. Oh, I just got chills right now. Um, Yeah. And apparently it made feel that they're being watched also when they're in that oh room. Oh, my God. I, like, okay. So you hear, you know, like you hear a lot of stories about um, haunted hotels and stuff. Mm-hmm. How would you work there? Why do people work at these places? I don't know. I yeah. mean, for a paycheck. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I... I'd be getting done with that room real fast. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so those were the two notable ones. Okay. Uh, There were another set of uh, ghosts that apparently are found there. There's a man in the tuxedo that gets seen. A man in a white suit. Okay. Um, And let's see. Carol Lombard. I guess she was an actress back way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly, she's floating around the upper floors. Okay, what is this? Some sort of magnet for celebrity ghost activity? I mean, 
It's the Roseville. All right, that's cool. It's you know f- famous people yeah. live there. They want to hang out there. All right. Did you ever feel anything <laughs> spooky living a block away Even from that? after death? Um, because hmm. I mean, you would have had to pass it going to work and stuff every day. No, not really. I didn't feel anything spooky. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't there roaming the halls at nighttime. Yeah, so maybe I've been I there. Should. So I've been there at nighttime for a party and stuff. But it's just kind of a spooky place in general because it's it's one of those older hotels, yeah. kind of more uh, compact hallways. Mm-hmm. And stuff. The hallways, I think, definitely were yeah. a little more creepy than the for rooms because sure. the rooms were super like modern, yeah, glass and walls, swanky, and and see through the yeah. where the shower was. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fancy. Yeah. Well, cool. That's a neat one. Yeah, it was super interesting to learn about. I had no idea. Nice. Like, I mean, I always assume that there's some ghostly stories everywhere. Yeah. But like knowing that that was right next to where I lived, ah, I wish I would have like maybe investigated more. Yeah, I know. I feel like that about a lot of these places where I was looking up. I, I wish I would have kind of looked into this stuff a little bit more. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so I guess it's back to my turn, huh? Yeah, it's your turn. All right. What are you going to talk about? <laughs> so uh, I'm going to talk about a story from Napa. Ooh, Napa. Yeah. So I went to high school in Napa, and um, this is something that we actually, uh, this was like a big urban legend, and um, apparently like all the kids who grew up in Napa knew this from like a little kid. Did um, you go there to learn how to make wine? No. Oh. I did not. That's, I am sorry. I mean, I'll get over it. <laughs> God. Uh, Just don't whine about it. Uh, God, you're so cheesy. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so this is um, this is the story of the Napa Rebobs. What the heck is a Rebob? You're gonna keep saying that, and then you're gonna hear this, and it's not gonna make any sense. It's so dumb. Okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> so this is uh the Rebobs of Partrick Road in Napa, and so the Partricks were one of the early families uh, of Napa. Um, and they were responsible for creating like a lot of the mountain roads, um, around the valley. Okay. Cause Napa is a valley and a lot of the homes and wineries are up on the hills and stuff. And mm-hmm. so a lot of them are, you know, less than a typical highway. It's a lot of like mountain roads. Okay. So this family created a lot of them. Um, and at the end of Partrick road, which is obviously named after them, there's mm-hmm. a private family cemetery and that is where the Rebobs supposedly live. They live there. They, the Rebobs. They live on the road? They live in the cemetery at the end of Partrick Road. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what a Rebob is? I have no idea what a Rebob is. Please <laughs> okay. enlighten me. So there's a lot of different descriptions, but basically, more or less, they're flying monkeys. So... <laughs> oh, wait. Flying monkeys that may also be part robot. Wait. Flying monkeys that may be part robot and maybe also partially made of branches. What? What? <laughs> I told you it was dumb. Yeah. So. Were, were they. Oh, yeah. They could probably. I could say they were. Pro- were they high when they made up the story? I don't know. I mean, I can assume they were probably drunk. I think a lot of these. A lot of these urban legends, particularly where they're take out. Take place in these like remote locations. It's very clear that they were probably made up like for parents to try and not get teenagers to go out there yeah so don't go to the cemetery yeah because the flying monkey branch well don't robot don't take your girlfriend in the car out to this you know road at a pretty spot in the valley where there's no traffic so the whole thing was the whole legend about this is that you can drive out there and um 
these flying monkeys would like drop out of the trees and attack you <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So the thought behind this one is that this probably originated in the 50s or 60s when monster movies were really big. That's um, nobody really knows the exact um, origin of this story, but that's where people think it came from. Huh. Uh, I mean, some people say that uh, <laughs> some people put a scientific spin on it and say that the monkeys were uh, were created by a scientist who lived out there and he was combining uh, monk trying to combine monkeys and humans for combat purposes. Oh, is that like a Dr. Moreau? Kind or? of, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that one of them got out and killed him, and now they just like attack your cars and throw stuff at you and. Yeah. What else is kind of weird about this one is there's like a lot of weird like military variations to the story. Military. There's like a lot of like helicopter sightings and stuff out in this area. And so people think that like maybe there's some sort of military involvement with experimentation gone wrong. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But this is a funny one because when I was in high school, we actually went out and for, I don't remember if it was for like a, an article or for the yearbook or some for some dumb reason we went out and tried out no no this was like a (laughs) this was like a big group of us it was like a school a school project gotcha and we went out there to investigate them and we did it like blair witch style we had like a video (sighs) camera this is before blair witch but we had like a video camera trying to record it and of course we didn't find anything because did you lose a map we didn't have a map well we probably had like a map quest printout i don't know it's a long time ago Anyways, that's the Napa Rebobs. I told you it would be stupid. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Wizard so of Oz flying no, monkeys don't seem scary to no me. No evidence or no. just no. Hey, there's a story? Yep. Lots huh. of them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Impressive, no? Yes. Yeah, so Rebobs. That was super thrilling. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're happy that you got to sit through that Yeah, story. let's get to mine now. Yeah, let's get back to you. Okay, mine's a little more interesting. All right. A little weird. Okay. Um... And really close. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about the Winchester Mystery Ah, House. Of course. Yes. Um, So the Winchester Mystery House is this mansion that's uh, pretty close to where we live in San Jose. Uh, It was built by Sarah Winchester, who was Mm -hmm. wife of the um, uh, famed William Winchester, uh, whose company created the Winchester Rifles. Right. So... um, what I found is that um, well, we've we've been to the tour multiple f- times. Yeah, a few times because <laughs> that's like the only thing people know about San Jose, other than that it's tech. It's oh, that's where the Winchester Mystery House and is. Let's always go there. There's a song about oh yeah, the Dion Warwick song, yeah. Jose or something. I don't know. Do you know the way? Yeah, to San Jose, Dion Warwick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what I found out was that um, she moved here from New Haven, Connecticut, to start a new life. Right. Uh, after the husband died, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, <laughs> she was a little cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. It would definitely appear so. Yeah. So allegedly, um, she felt that she was haunted by the spirits of people that were killed by the rifles that they made. Right. And that, um, a psychic told her that she needed to move out West mm-hmm. and to build a house and not stop building it, yeah. or she would die. Yeah. Because the spirits were going to come and get her. There are so many elements of the story that don't make sense in yeah. our modern day. I don't know. It sounded really crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, she did it. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. Yeah. And it gets even kind of weirder. So, um, the mansion began construction in 1884. Mm-hmm. 
and it continued until her death in September 5th, on September 5th, 1922. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mansion has over 160 rooms, 40 bedrooms, 10,000 windows, uh, two basements, and 2,000 doors. Yeah. And... Not all the doors go places yeah. that they should. It is super weird. Yeah, it is super weird. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, once you've done it once, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. been there, done that. I like it because it's more of like a... It, the, the story itself is kind of spooky, but when you actually go to visit, it's more historical, st- historically interesting. Yeah, like the rooms and stuff are super yeah. like, Cause interesting. Because they, they call it Winchester Mystery House. You just mentioned it as like a mansion. Yeah. In reality, it's like a, I don't even know. It's, I mean, it is giant. Multiple stories. And the tour only goes into like a small portion of it. Yeah. But well, the main tour, then you can pay to do like extra other yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. But and I mean, I think, it is, it's hugely expansive. Yeah. And, and the garden area is really huge. Too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are uh, staircase, staircases that lead to ceilings. Yeah. Um, some are narrow, some are, um, very disorienting when you're going on it, mm-hmm. very steep. Um, there are Tiffany stained glass, uh, windows that don't get any light. Yep. <laughs> so that was kind of weird. Yep. Um, some doors lead to eight feet drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. They also, uh, lead to a kitchen sink. One of them leads to a kitchen That's sink. Right. Yeah. And one leads right into the garden, like you open the door. And That's right. Fall out in yeah. the garden. The whole area of the house is actually really cool, though. Mm-hmm. It's hard to describe. It's kind of like an atrium. And then there's just sort of like a door that leads into an atrium from the second or third floor. Yeah. But the atrium looks down into the kitchen. Yeah. Um, well, I remember really when we were on the sketch. tour, like part of that said that, part of the tour said that I think that she had designed that so that she could open a window into that and like listen to the staff downstairs in the kitchen to see if they were talking about her snoopy sally right from her her seance room though yes yes i was about to talk about that okay so um so she was into psychics of course Mm because psychic told her to move out there i wasn't uh clear if it was the same psychic that she would see in the seance room because there is a seance room there yeah which it was very plain it was very basic there was like not much in that room. Well, I mean, it's a seance room. You yeah, don't want yeah. anything for ghosts to be able to throw at you. That's true. But it was very like, oh, this is a seance room. Interesting. Yeah. It didn't feel spooky. Mm-hmm. It was uh, kind of just painted, yeah. you know, normal beige, yeah. maybe color. Although you remember. exit out of it into like a closet. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to hide from the spirits. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so she would uh, meet up with a psychic there and she would consult and basically mm-hmm. i think they kept saying just keep building or yeah. else you're gonna die yeah so uh yeah so she kept building and building and building and i believe it was four stories at one time mm-hmm. uh then the uh 1906 earthquake damaged it right and uh yeah it had some like bell tower or something yeah. like a really tall bell tower that i think they so said cool, but yeah that got destroyed yeah um yeah a good chunk of it got destroyed mm-hmm but then uh, they just kept rebuilding it. Yeah, she kept going until she died. Yeah. Oh, remember that story that they told us that uh, one of the rooms that we, one of the last rooms they showed us. Oh yeah. Was that uh, the room that she was in when the when the earthquake happened? happened. And yeah, and that whole wing out. they haven't touched since '06. Yes. Except to retrofit it. Yes. Yeah. And it's got it has all the like rips in the walls for the, where the building like fell apart and like 
all the original wallpaper is there. Yeah, it was super creepy. Yeah. There was a fireplace, I think. Wasn't there a fireplace? Maybe, something yeah. that had fallen? Yeah, or... the walls or a fireplace or something. Yeah, the fireplace had collapsed and trapped her, and it took them hours to get to her, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't sure if she was going to be yeah. alive or dead, but she was alive. The whole thing around the house is just weird, like how she didn't... Well, hopefully, you're not, I don't know if I'm ruining. You're ruining. Okay. okay. No, 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 no. I'll keep telling you. I was just going to say, like, how she wouldn't let her picture be taken. That whole yeah. part is super weird. Like, there's one known photo of her or something. That's, right. That's so weird. Yeah. And, like, because of her health, like, a lot of the house is just modified to make it easier for the staff to take care of her, mm-hmm. which just makes it feel creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there something about the furniture to you? It's not spooky, but the the nephews or something ended up selling, taking and selling the furniture. So yeah. the furniture in there isn't the original furniture. Right. Because, yeah, I think it was like after she died, they went in and sold everything to make yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a whole question about this too, which I didn't ask on the tour, but like, <laughs> okay, so like, let's think about this. So this lady, she gets like, you know, back in that day, like the equivalent of like a gajillion dollars yep. from, from this guy that she was married to and then mm-hmm. he dies. Um, then she talks to a psychic. Psychic says, yeah, go build a house forever. <laughs> and then she has like hundreds of people working for her to do this. Where is the state to be like, uh, boo, you cray. Maybe don't do that. You know, like why, how is she allowed to do that? Isn't isn't that crazy? An interesting thing about it was that, uh, I guess it was supposed to continue, continue, like the building had to continue as they happened. Right. So it was going like all day, all night. Right. So like people weren't like, Hey, can you keep it down? Like I would have been pissed off. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Although I I guess if you think about it, like back in the day, that might have been nothing around there. Yeah, because yeah. like, it's hard to describe it. Like, where the house is now, it's wedged in between a very populated um, neighborhood and a, like the most popular mall in San Jose. Yeah, and there was a theater there now, but yeah. it's defunct. But um, I think back then it was probably just orchards or yeah. something. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. But well, even so, so, it's reasonable. just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, let's see. The, yeah, so if y'all go there, uh, there are mansion tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have special, I guess, candlelight or flashlight ones, I think, flashlight right now. Flashlight tour, yeah. Uh, they do Christmassy ones. So it's not really clear if it's haunted. They don't really mark it. Yeah, they call it, it uh, beautiful and bizarre. Yeah. But it, it's super creepy. Well, she sure thought it was haunted. Yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe it is. And they're making a movie. That's right. They're making a movie. Um, it's called the uh, Winchester, ho- Winchester, the house that ghosts built. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Helen for yet. Well, it's got Helen Mirren in it, first so, of all. At least she's awesome. Be good. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I watched the trailer last week, and this movie looks crazy. Does it? Yeah. Does it, does it make it look like super scary or intense? Oh, or? yeah. They're definitely pushing this as like a, th- a thriller or horror movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like it's huh. one of those where it's like crazy music, rapid cuts, or like rapid edits. Uh-huh. So it looks it looks crazy. I would like to go like uh, in a flashlight not a super bright flashlight one yeah. with a small group. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I think they were also doing some uh, tours where you would stay there. I don't know if that ever mm, came out. I don't know about all that. Oh, that would be creepy. Mm-mm. Mm. You don't get creeped out very well, or you do? Uh, I don't want to go there. That's fine. Ooh. Mm, no. Dark secrets revealed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so, um, um, yeah. Well, what's your last one? All right. Uh, my next one is the... Uh, the CSUMB slash Fort Ord. Ooh. 
CSUMB, so, what's that? So this is uh, another place. Like, So this is in Monterey. CSUMB is California State University, Monterey Bay. It's a long name. Yeah, that's why they call it CSCUM. <laughs> that's what we used to say, CSCUM. So uh, CSUMB is a school. I went there uh, for part of my college education, and it sits on the site of the former Fort Ord uh, military base. Okay. We, it's not technically in Monterey. It's a little bit north, just a couple miles in uh, Seaside, California. Okay. Was it a Army, Navy, Marine? Army. Uh, it was Army. Um, okay. And at one time, it was actually like one of the largest military bases in uh, the U.S. Oh, wow. Um, at its height. It's estimated that it housed fifty thousand troops, um, like at one time. Oh wow! Um, so it was founded in nineteen seventeen, um, and eventually got bigger. Uh, it was founded as like a like a artillery range. Okay. Um, and then as it got bigger and bigger, it became like the main staging area for the Korean and Vietnam Wars before the troops actually went out to war. Hmm. So everybody would come from all over the country, go there for training, and mm-hmm. then ship out. So really interesting. Um, so there's that much like land. It is, and... It's huge. It, it's giant. It's wow. the footprint of Fort Ord is like bigger than the city of San Francisco. It's wow, it's enormous. That's huge. Yeah, it's really really big. Uh, but it was shut down by the uh, the H. W. Bush administration in 1994. Oh yeah. So that's back when they were shutting down a lot of the mm-hmm. the him and Clinton. They've they shut down a bunch of the military bases back yeah. then, um, and. So it's kind of interesting. So because it was a military base, you know, they do a lot of different things. They would do, um, you know, like artillery range, like I said. But because this one was so big, you know, they were getting a lot of stuff ready for war. So they have a lot of stuff coming in on trains. And you think about what the military used in, you know, these places. And it's a lot of toxic stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So one thing I didn't know until just researching for this, even though I lived there for over a year, uh, is that it's a super fun site, which means part of the ground is uh, basically so heavily toxic um, that it's funded by our tax dollars to clean it up. Wow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought that was interesting. So while I was there, um, it was always this big rumor that, you know, of course it's haunted because all these military guys uh, were trained there. And, you know, there were so many different versions of the story. And researching it for the show, I also could not find a single origin of the story. Huh. So I just kind of picked some of them. And so while I was there, like, the big, the big legends were, like, um, you know, because there were so many people there at one time that it was ghosts of people who had been um, forced to go to war or mm. people who had um, but been harmed in training and then died in the military hospital because oh, the the dorms that we lived in there they were they were um, uh, like retrofitted either barracks or whatever except yeah, the dorm the dorm barracks. I lived in was the one that was far away from all the others for whatever reason hmm. and we were told it was a hotel so you you lived in a hotel? <laughs> I meant to say hospital, not a hotel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa, I you know. lived in a I know. Yeah, military that's hospital? Creepier. I know. Holy crap. I bet that was super creepy. It was super creepy because it was like this big cement block building um, that all faced a central courtyard with nothing in it. It was just Ooh. like a lawn. Ghosts. Ghosts yeah. were in it. So it was super creepy to begin with. Um, so everybody always had these different stories. Um but the big thing that made it ultra creepy was not just the barracks, but it was just that, like I said, because it was so huge, mm-hmm. everything was abandoned. 
so there were like entire neighborhoods of just houses just empty gosh that sounds super creepy yeah i mean it looks like um you know you watch these like apocalyptic movies Uh where the houses are just empty and it's like that it was just like street after street after street of just empty homes super weird um and then big stuff too like there was a, a big movie theater an indoor swimming pool all abandoned and not locked very well so we would go in and do a ton of urban exploration i've i've got pictures of the movie theater we went to the projection room and i've got pictures of it looking down on this creepy old movie theater what a rebel yeah <laughs> uh and we we shot a movie in one of the abandoned barracks and stuff for a That's class right. you talked about it yeah the ford Ord project or yeah. whatever yeah it's real bad <laughs> uh but anyway so there was all these different stories about like people would hear um like music and you could never figure out where it was coming from. Ooh. Like you hear old timey music, not uh-huh. old timey, but you know, older and, yes. and you couldn't find it. Uh, not like Janet Jackson. No. Okay. <laughs> You're, you would have stuff that would go missing, uh, and then you'd find it later, but in a place that nobody would ever think to put it. Hmm. So like maybe you were looking for a school supply and then you'd find it in a medicine cabinet or weird stuff. So like your pencil sharpener would be in the yeah exactly that's stuff weird that, stuff that no one could explain hmm. um, or or things would go missing in and repeatedly like the same objects would go missing repeatedly it's super weird Ooh. you uh, think that was that was like friends or other people playing pranks well yeah, this was the whole thing it's like who knew because it's you know it's a college campus so it could be yeah but ghosts. every everybody always talked about like you'd see shadows uh you know or like things out of the corner of your eye mm. uh but and then you'd also see things where they're like there's all these little streets that would connect from the base to um neighboring towns and stuff and so you'd always would think you're seeing stuff like while you're driving out there hmm. so it's super creepy um but apparently there's a couple of interesting things since then um so i've been since i've been back um or since I was there, I've gone back a couple times. Um, and I guess in 2012, Obama made it uh, a big portion of the land that's not still toxic is uh-huh. a national monument now. Ooh. So it's this big sprawling place and nature's taken back over a lot of parts that are not the campus uh-huh. of CSUMB. Nature so and ghosts. Yeah, it's really cool. So a lot of it's really big. Um, big and open and, and kind of beautiful. Okay. But... I guess it's kind of starting to creep back into popular culture. Um, I found out that in 2014, Dave Eggers uh, wrote a novel called Your Father's Where Are They, which takes place there. Mm-hmm. And Dave Eggers is the guy who wrote The Circle. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so now I just put that on my Goodreads list. I want to check that out, too. Well, you have to let us know what yeah. it is. So this one's kind of like, well, I don't know, it's whatever. It's. I mean, it could be. I mean, there's lots of stories. Yeah, where... it's just like this is one of those ones where because there wasn't really a specific story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, where like people have died or the military things violently. Yeah, um, weird circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like taking different like uh, medications yeah. or uh, being exposed to different chemicals. Totally. Yeah. Did they say what it was uh, contaminated with? The ground? I didn't really find it, but oh, I'm sure it was a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was in the army, I think the like sunblock was super toxic and yeah. the. Uh, was it the insect repellent? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, just don't use it that much. And if you think about how old this is, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they had like Agent Orange and stuff. Yeah, it's like stocked up there somewhere, and all kinds of creepy crap. Crazy. Yeah, maybe that's where the rebobs came from. <laughs> rebobs, that was right, right? Yeah, Borobs, Borobs, <laughs> Robert, Agent Orange created rebobs. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, the branches thing, I don't I, I don't really see that. The <laughs> monkey flying thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That was dumb. <laughs> Y'all are weird now. Yeah. Well, I have one more. Did you have any more? Just him. Oh, I thought that was your last no, one. No, I have the one, the last one, which we didn't know about, but somebody told us about. Oh, oh, surprise. Yeah. All right, so lay it on me. This is the San Jose Albinos. What? So this is another local one. I had not heard this. We've lived here uh, over four years. I had not heard of this until uh, we were talking to a friend about our podcast this week, uh-huh. and our friend Jason was like, oh, you guys should talk about the albinos. Oh, that's right. He did mention that. Yeah. All right. So you looked it up. So I looked it up. Uh-huh. So this is a local legend. And actually, it's two different versions of this local legend, turns out. Okay. So, uh, well, I should say two locations. The, okay. uh, the the crux of the legend is almost exactly the same. So basically, there are blood albinos. So Everybody knows wait, what an wait. albino is, right? It's, yeah, it's someone who has a a condition where their their skin doesn't produce melatonin. And they're they have very white skin, right? Mm-hmm. But they're blood albinos because so they're, they're vampires. No, simply because their eyes are so red that they're the color of blood. Huh. So <laughs> some versions say that they are cannibals. Some say that they are demons and that they like to move around the golf pins at. Uh, country clubs um <laughs> yeah uh but basically the legend is that there are there's like a, a group of albinos that live in these places and they want to keep people out of these places so much like the rebobs okay they'll drive out there and they will attack your car and try to get you the hell out of there hmm. or i guess if they're the cannibal version of the story they'll they'll eat you is there a specific like area that these so it's supposed two. to be? There's two Albinos different ones. Are... This is what's so so weird. So version number one is the Alum Rock version, and this is an uh, up near Alum Rock Country Club. Um, so interesting thing about this one is this fits into a bit of the history on both sides. Okay. So Alum Rock Park was the first municipal park ever in the state of California. Really? Yeah, founded in 1872. Hmm. So this is a big park, a big uh, big plot of land. They made it a municipal park. And then over the years, they actually built a railway from downtown San Jose that went up to this park. They built a railway there was, all the way to the park? There was a huge railway system in San Jose huh. before the automotive industry took it, all the railway over. Oh, okay. So they had a railway that went all the way up to this park, which eventually stopped in the 30s. But then um, it had another resurgence, and the park got really big as Silicon Valley grew. And so they used to have a lot of different uh, buildings built on it. It's had like a lot of different lives. There's like, uh, there's springs there. There's been like a Chinese tea garden or something. There's Aren't been... there some st- stairs or something yeah. like popular that people go to? Yeah. So okay. there's like all these different things. Um, another interesting fact is that the, the Hayward and Calaveras faults converge in this park. Hmm. Yeah. Did they spawn the <laughs> I don't know. No, so that's another thing. Nobody things? seems to know the origins. Okay. The other version of this is the uh, the Los Gatos version, so which is on Hicks Road down Los Gatos, which is near Quicksilver Almaden Park, where we've gone hiking before. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That. Oh, that was a creepy place with the mine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this one, um, the story of this one, uh, I looked around online, and the, the oldest account I could find is around 19, the 80s. There's a resident who posted his account. He's like, oh, I've heard that since the 80s. That's crap. 
but again, basically exact same thing. There's a conclave of albinos that live up there. They are either cannibals or demons, and they want to attack you or chase you out of the area. Hmm. I wonder how this, the story started. Like, did people, I wonder if like they didn't like albinos? Well, so this one is or... funny because turns out this like albino legend uh-huh. is not just a San Jose thing. This is really? like all over the U.S. And oh. it's that very thing. It's just like... Because people have a fear of things they're things uncomfortable they with or they don't or, understand. Yeah. Uh, I've met some albinos and they were super nice. Like, yeah, I mean, they're people. They're just people. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I totally, yeah. I didn't hang out with them very often, but yeah, yeah they were super awesome. And, yeah. And it's like if you think about how they're portrayed in our entertainment, you know, people that are albino and are like in the Matrix. They were super creepy in the oh, Matrix trilogy. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Just kind were of they albinos or do they, ju- they just have a lot of makeup on? I, I actually don't know. I don't either. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Los Gatos version of this legend I thought was interesting because there's a movie about it. Hmm. Wait, what? There's a movie <laughs> there's about literally the a Los movie, Gatos? There's literally a movie from 2009 called Hicks Road about this legend. Have you seen it? I have not. Uh, I've never heard of it. I don't know anybody that's in it. It looks not of the highest quality, but oh. I think we should definitely find it and watch this with yeah. Jason. Oh, yes. We should do I that think, with our I friend Jason. This would, this would be a good follow-up research tool. All right. Well, huh. these were some fun urban legends. I now guess. you want to go to Alum Rock? No, I mean, not really. Okay. Yeah. Well, those were some urban legends. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They were super legendary, I guess. These were not that great. Some of them were. What was your favorite? I think my favorite was the Roosevelt Hotel. Yeah. Cause maybe because of the Hollywood glam and glitz and history that mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my favorite too, actually. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I mean, the Winchester House is probably my second, but I, I don't know. The Roosevelt one's cool too, just because, uh, I don't know, maybe it reminds me of like Tower of Terror a little bit. I mean, yes. Yeah. Oh, because that's gone now. I know. Hmm. Much, much like these urban legends will be after we're done with this podcast because we've now ruined them forever. Oh, they're not ruined. <laughs> I mean, you ruined them. I didn't. It's not as much of a train wreck as that movie, Urban Legend. Oh, Urban Legends. God. Wasn't there a sequel to that, too? Was probably. Oh, I mean, God. Just, there's urban legends all over the place. Yeah. It'd be really interesting if y'all let us know some of the urban legends uh, of your hometown yeah. where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Or we should make one up. Let's make up an urban legend. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see. Uh, There was a girl who liked donuts. She loved them so much that she fell into a vat of boiling oil. Where the donuts were being made on a normal basis. And now the people that work at this donut shop feel that they hear her wails when they're making donuts in the morning. What is it saying? It's saying, frost me. (laughs) (laughs) What? It wouldn't say, sprinkles. Glaze me. Oh, now that's, she wouldn't say that. All right, let's wrap this puppy up. Wow. Wow. Or else I'm going to take you to Alan Rock and push you down the stairs. (laughs) You wish. Ah. All right. Well, well, I guess that was our show for this week. Yeah. Oh, this is a long one. I know. We're almost an hour. Wow. All right. Yeah, you talked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Usually do. Well, as always, music for our show is by Adi Goldstein and Dimitri Banoff from Pond5. Pond5. Yeah. Uh, tweet at us. I'm at Silvis Design. 
I'm at T-E-K-N-O-M-C-R. We are at Mike and... Oh, Mike Stevecast? Yeah. Mike Stevecast. That's it. That's right. And uh, thanks for everybody for subscribing and liking us and leaving reviews. Yeah, thank you all, all so much. Uh, we'll also leave links of uh, things that we found on the, our site. Yep. So, until next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.